Welcome to Monday Morning Murder in the News with Alyssa Carroll. Good morning, heathens, and happy Murder in the News Monday that I'm going to try to release every single Monday morning because the rest of the regular news is just hot, scary garbage, and you know you'd rather be hearing my bullshit anyway, right? So I've scoured the internet for the headlines so that you don't have to. Happy commuting, and don't murder anyone this week, okay? So here we go. So this morning I have for you a woman, young woman, who believes she may be Madeline McCann, finally receives DNA test results days after Dr. Phil interview. So a Polish woman became an internet sensation when she claimed she was Madeline McCann, despite her own parents branding her claims as, quote, lies and manipulation. Julia Wendell, 21, even appeared on the U.S. talk show Dr. Phil, where she said she started suspecting she was Madeline last June, but did not provide any proof. Wendell's parents said she has fabricated the claims and that it's obvious she isn't the missing British girl. Instead, the DNA results found she was indeed from Poland, as her parents had insisted, with some Lithuanian and Romanian heritage, reports Radar Online. She is absolutely 100% from Poland, says Dr. Fia Johansson, a private investigator and psychic medium who has been assisting Wendell. Quote, she is a small percentage of Lithuanian and Russian, but the test results show she is Polish. End quote. Dr. Johansson, who has relocated the Polish woman from Poland to the United States after she received death threats. Wow. So Madeline vanished during a family holiday in Portugal in 2007, then aged three. This would make her around 19 now, two years younger than Wendell, a fact that left many skeptical. Wendell also said she cannot remember large parts of her childhood and is not sure of her age as she has not seen her birth certificate, a claim strongly refuted by her parents. She said, quote, I don't remember most of my childhood, but my earliest memory is very strong, and it's about holidays in a hot place where there is a beach and white or very light-colored buildings with apartments. I don't see my family in this memory. End quote. Dr. Phil showed Wendell side-by-side -side pictures of her and Madeline, which the Polish woman had used to promote her now-debunked theory on social media. Wendell insisted she has many similarities with missing Madeline and that the rare eye defect she claimed to share with Madeline had faded after Dr. Phil questioned her about it. She also said she had a similar laugh and dimple to the missing girl. Wendell claimed that her mother would always change the subject when Wendell brought up her birth and, quote, didn't want to show me any proof. So the family left a statement that said, quote, for us, as a family, it is obvious that Julia is our daughter, granddaughter, sister, niece, cousin, and stepniece. We have memories. We have pictures. So anyway, that girl that said that she was Madeline McCann was obviously not telling the truth. So coming out of NBC2, uh, from Port Charlotte, Florida, 
The headline says, Woman Stabs Husband with Kitchen Knife in Port Charlotte. A woman was arrested after stabbing her husband with a large kitchen knife on Friday in Port Charlotte. The Charlotte County Sheriff's Office responded to a home on Altman Avenue that reported a possible stabbing. Upon arrival, deputies found the victim sitting next to the front door holding a blood-stained white towel to his abdomen, according to a report from the Charlotte County Sheriff's Office. The victim stated he woke up to his wife, 66-year-old Michelle, standing at his bedside with a knife. Before he even had time to react, she stabbed him in the stomach. During a safety sweep of the home, deputies found a trail of blood leading from the main bedroom to the front door. Inside the main bedroom, there was blood near the bed. On the kitchen counter was a white-handled knife next to the sink with blood on the blade and handle. The victim was provided medical aid until emergency services arrived. He was taken to Gulf Coast Medical Center for his injuries. Now, his wife did flee the scene and was located crouching behind a fire hydrant near the intersection of Quasar Boulevard and Abalum Street. When asked about stabbing her husband, she refused to cooperate with the investigation. She was arrested on probable cause and taken to the Charlotte County Jail. She faces charges of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. The victim was taken out of the ICU where he was intubated and unable to communicate verbally. He will also need additional surgeries, according to the report. So... Here's to hoping that he's okay. Our next one comes from KIRO7. The title says, A body found in ravine in Maple Falls believed to be missing woman. In Whatcom County, Washington, a woman was found dead in Maple Falls on Sunday nearly a month after she was reported missing, according to the Whatcom County Sheriff's Office. Julie Montague Ayers was reported missing on March 10th after she disappeared during a walk. In the weeks since her disappearance, Montague Ayers' friends and family have led numerous search efforts and hosted a prayer vigil. On Sunday, a person contacted the TCSO after they found what they believe to be the body of Montague Ayers in a deep ravine in a wooded area near her family's home. Due to the steep terrain and adverse weather conditions, search and rescue crews were unable to safely access the area. A security team remained on the scene until the body could be recovered the next day. Members of the Bellingham Mountain Rescue reached the victim and extricated her from the ravine on Monday morning. The victim is believed to be Montague Ayers based on where she was found and the last known description of the woman, according to TCSO. The Whatcom County Medical Examiner's Office will determine the official identification of the victim. So coming from lawandcrime.com, the title says, After 16-year-old girl was shot, deputies discovered her car in water with another girl inside. Deputies in Marion County, Florida, are investigating the mysterious murders of three teenagers. 
They were separately found shot, but investigators said one of the victims was discovered dead in another victim's partially submerged vehicle. Sheriff Billy Woods and his office released only certain details, citing Marcy's law and the integrity of the ongoing investigation. Quote, to ensure that we can build a solid case against this individual that committed these crimes, end quote, he said. Authorities said they first found Layla Daniel Silvernail, 16, found shot and left on the side of the road Thursday night in the area of Forest Lake Park on SE 183rd Avenue Road. Deputies said they had responded to the scene at approximately 10.52 p.m. When deputies arrived, they noticed that she had been shot. She had been lying beside the road, Woods said, quote, Layla was transported to a hospital and is in critical condition. Southeastern Fast Pitch, a softball organization collecting donations to pay for her funeral and memorial, said on GoFundMe yesterday that Silvernail had no brain activity and her family decided to donate her organs to help others. Deputies said that on Friday that they had found the second victim, a 17-year-old boy, after they responded at approximately 7.55 a.m. to Southeast 94th Street and Southeast 188th Court regarding someone lying on the side of the road. He had been shot dead. Deputies withheld his name, saying that next of kin asked under Marcy's law. Authorities said Friday that they had a person of interest in custody and were interviewing this individual. Investigators did not announce charges or single out a suspect. Then on Saturday... Deputies made a discovery linked to Silvernail. At approximately 12.40 p.m., they responded to an area of Maluka Loop and Maluka Loop Trace after getting information. Quote, following their arrival, deputies located a vehicle partially submerged at the edge of a nearby body of water, deputies wrote. It was discovered that it was Silvernail's vehicle. Quote, members of the MCSO Forensic Unit and Underwater Recovery Team responded to process the scene and searched for additional evidence. MCSO personnel conducted a search of the interior of the vehicle and located a third victim who was deceased. This female victim's name is also being withheld at the request of her next of kin pursuant to Marcy's Law. End quote. Woods on Monday only identified this girl as another 16-year-old. The sheriff voiced frustration with what he described as rumors on social media, citing authorities' knowledge of the case he denied there was a fourth victim. Quote, unless you know something that we don't, and that means you're not helping us, he said, if you know more, you need to call us and give us that information. He also denied there being a serial killer, asserting that this was far from the truth based on what they knew right now. He said that he could give people that assurance. He discouraged speculation on social media, saying family members will be reading that. Quote, and some of you, you make shit up and it's devastating to that family and you need to stop, he said. 
The GoFundMe campaign for Silvernail raised more than $2,000 of a $10,000 goal as of Tuesday. Quote, she is the definition of a team player and an amazing athlete, the page stated. She loved the game of softball, was a great pitcher, and could play any position her team needed. She uplifted all of her teammates. She has been taken from us too soon and will be greatly missed, end quote. So if anybody in these areas heard or saw anything suspicious or has any information that might be of interest to investigators, it says to please call Detective Ryan Stith, or maybe Stith, at 352-368-3542. Additionally, anyone with information that wishes to remain anonymous can contact Crime Stoppers of Marion County at 352-368-STOP and reference 23-22 in your tip. When I do so love to try to help. Also coming out of KIRO7, the title says, Man who fatally beat daughter, then blamed cat, receives 15 years sentence. And the picture of this guy just, I mean, he looks like a stellar individual. So Mankato, Minnesota a southern Minnesota man who pleaded guilty to causing the death of his infant daughter and attempted to blame the child's injuries on the family cat, was sentenced to 15 years in prison. Christopher Dale Arlando Henderson, 41, of Moncado, was sentenced on Tuesday in Blue Earth County Court after pleading guilty to second-degree unintentional murder in connection with the November 3rd, 2021 death of Adeline Henderson. These are according to court records. Henderson and Shelby Goodrich brought their two-month-old daughter to a Moncado hospital on September 23rd, 2021. Healthcare personnel determined that the child had bleeding in the brain. Medical personnel also observed bruises on Adeline's face and broken ribs and legs. She was moved to a hospital in Rochester for more treatment. According to court records, the parents told investigators that, quote, the injuries could have been caused by one of their cats, end quote. It's fucking ridiculous. However, a doctor disputed that assertion, writing in a report that, quote, the 20-pound cat that the father states was around the infant is not the cause of these injuries, end quote. Quote, I'm not that damn person, man, end quote. The complaint quoted Henderson telling investigators in response to the doctor's report, Henderson denied harming his daughter, but allegedly acknowledged that he might have been a little rough, air quotes, while changing her diaper. Henderson also allegedly admitted that on the day Adeline went to the hospital, he, quote, cradled the child face down in his arms and struck her back more forcefully than usual for what he estimated was five minutes, according to court documents. Henderson also allegedly admitted that the blows were hard enough to break his daughter's ribs. So he admitted to breaking her ribs? After nearly a week of treatment, doctors determined that Adeline showed, quote, little to no brain activity. She was pronounced dead on November 3, 2021. 
Henderson has been credited with 526 days served in prison, according to his sentencing order filed in the 5th Judicial District Court. As part of Henderson's plea deal, prosecutors dismissed felony charges, including manslaughter, first-degree assault, and three counts of malicious punishment of a child, according to the sentencing order. I don't understand why they would take that plea deal. You know, that really kind of pisses me off. That, that doesn't seem right at all. It goes on to say, since Minnesota inmates serve one-third of their sentences on supervised probation, Henderson will serve about nine and a half years in prison. Henderson was also sentenced Tuesday in a 2019 assault case in which he was accused of beating his roommate over a utility bill, the news organization reported. He was convicted of third-degree assault and sentenced to two years in prison, which he will serve concurrently with his murder sentence. Guys, I find that kind of ick. Mm-mm. That doesn't seem like it's enough. Also coming from KIRO7, the title says, Man arrested, charged after three people, two dogs found dead. Again, somebody call Mr. Wick. So this is coming out of Vine Grove, Kentucky, right? And it says, A man has been arrested and charged after he allegedly admitted to killing three people and two dogs inside a house in Vine Grove, Kentucky. Breckenridge County Sheriff's Office in a news release obtained by WHAS said deputies were called out to a house near High Plains Road in Vine Grove, Kentucky for a welfare check on Wednesday. Two women were found dead inside the house and a man was found dead outside of the house, according to the news outlet. The women were identified as Audrey, 77, and Michelle, 51. The man was identified as Doss, 58. The three all appeared to have, quote, blunt force trauma, police said. Tyler, 28, was arrested by Kentucky State Police on Thursday, just after 8 a.m., the news outlet reported. Police say Tyler allegedly admitted to killing the three people and then moving two of their bodies. He also reportedly admitted to killing the two dogs inside the house. Tyler has been charged with three counts of murder, two counts of tampering with physical evidence, and two counts of second-degree cruelty to animals. Information about a possible motive has not yet been released. The relationship between the suspect and the deceased has also not been released. But judging by the mugshot, I would say it's most likely drug-related. But, you know, I could be wrong. So coming from the New York Post, the title says, Utah dad Michael Haight, who murdered his five kids and wife, leaves disturbing suicide note. So a Utah father who killed his five kids, wife, and mother-in-law, and then shot himself, left a suicide note saying he'd rather rot in hell than put up with his manipulative spouse another day. Michael Haight, 42, was being investigated for child abuse when he shot his family earlier this year and then turned the gun on himself. Police also revealed chilling body cam footage of the January 4th shooting showing cops entering the silent family home in the small town of Enoch in southwestern Utah. 
Now, in his bizarre suicide note, Haight cast himself as the victim and blamed his wife, Tasha, the Daily Mail reported, quote, This is nonsense, and I can't handle it for one more day. We will not be a burden to society. I kept asking for help, and you wouldn't listen, end quote, he allegedly wrote. Quote, I would rather rot in hell than to put up with another day of this manipulation and control over me. End quote. Hate fatally shot his daughters, Macy, Briley, Sienna, and sons, Ammon and Gavin, as well as Tasha's mother, Gail Early, 78 years old. And the picture I'm seeing looks like a picture-perfect, beautiful family. So Tasha had been planning to file for divorce from Hate when he killed her and the rest of their family. News of the suicide note comes after documents obtained by the Deseret News throughout the public records request detailed how hate took firearms from the home, was investigated on suspicion of child abuse, and searched online for, quote, gunshot in a house prior to the murders. Caseworkers went to the hate house in Enoch on December 19th, two weeks before the shootings, to investigate an allegation against the family's seven-year-old son, Ammon, whom Michael reportedly threw to the ground in a fit of rage. Authorities had opened an investigation into the family 11 days earlier based on allegations of abuse involving the couple's oldest daughter. She asked caseworkers not to interview her husband until after she filed for divorce, which she did so on December 21st. She also told authorities that her husband had threatened to take his own life or, quote, make her life hell if she left him, according to reports. Oh, and these caseworkers never interviewed Michael Haight. Previously released records showed authorities had investigated Haight for child abuse in 2020, but that police and prosecutors decided not to charge him. New documents detail several reports of abuse, including an incident in 2021 when Haight suddenly slammed on the brakes in the highway, the Daily Mail reported. It scared the family and left red marks from the seatbelts on their bodies. In another incident, Haight grabbed his oldest daughter's head and threw her into the hard part of the couch. The daughter Macy told caseworkers her dad would tower over her and her siblings and get close to making them feel intimidated. Quote, dad jumps to react to anything he doesn't like, said Macy, the records show. He yells a lot and wants to make sure they know he is right. So next, we have an article coming from People, and it is titled, Human Remains Found in Missouri, Identified as Woman Missing for Nearly a Year. Abby Schaefer was last seen on May 23rd, 2022 in Kansas City. She's a beautiful young lady. The remains of a woman have been found nearly a year after she vanished in Missouri, authorities said, per multiple news reports. The Kansas City Police said the skeletal and human remains of 22-year-old Abby Schaefer were discovered on April 1st after officers responded to an area near 95th Street and Blue River Road. Schaefer was reported missing on June 2nd, 2022, police previously said in a Facebook post. She was reportedly last seen on May 23rd and was captured on doorbell camera footage just before she disappeared. 
Police said they were, quote, concerned for her safety and her well-being. Authorities are now calling the case a death investigation. Her cause and manner of death have yet to be determined by the local medical examiner's office. I mean, up by Kansas City, who freaking knows, you know? And then coming out of Florida, we have missing Florida toddler found dead in alligator's mouth after mom is found fatally stabbed in apartment. This is coming from St. Petersburg, Florida. A 21-year-old man is in custody after a missing two-year-old boy's body was discovered inside an alligator's mouth and the child's mother was found stabbed over 100 times. That's, That's rage right there, guys. According to a news release from the St. Petersburg Police Department, on March 30th at approximately 2.30 p.m., officials found 20-year-old Passion Jeffrey dead from stab wounds in her apartment on Lincoln Shores. Jeffrey's family became worried after finding blood near her apartment. In a press conference posted by WFLA-TV, St. Petersburg Police Chief Anthony Holloway called the apartment a, quote, very violent homicide scene. Within the home, police reportedly located a cleaning bottle with a bloody fingerprint on it, which was hidden under a bed. They also discovered a bloody Gucci shoe print near where Jeffrey's body was located. That same day, police announced Jeffrey and Thomas Mosley's two-year-old son, Taylon Mosley, was missing. Police then issued the usual Amber Alert. Officials reportedly learned that on Wednesday, March 29th, Jeffrey's family went to her home for Thomas Mosley's birthday and left several hours later. And then approximately at 9.03 p.m. that evening, WTSP reports that Thomas Mosley went to his mother's home and had, quote, severe lacerations to both of his hands and arms, consistent with a possible knife attack. Mosley reportedly went to the hospital for treatment. On the evening of Thursday, March 30th, Mosley allegedly went to Lake Maggior. I'm probably mispronouncing that. And then later stopped by his mother's home, approximately 10 blocks away. The next day, March 31st, a volunteer search for the missing toddler began. And later that evening, police said they located Taylan Mosley's body inside an alligator's mouth near the area of Dell Holmes Park and the lake. Officials reportedly killed the alligator and extracted the missing toddler's body from its mouth. Taylan Mosley's body was sent to the medical examiner to determine his cause of death. As a result of their investigation, police arrested Thomas Mosley on two counts of first-degree murder for the deaths of his son and the mother. He remains held in the county jail and is awaiting trial. I cannot even imagine being a search and rescue person that finds a toddler in an alligator's mouth. Oh, that would be absolutely horrific. And then our final article is titled, Mother and Monster Boyfriend are found guilty over the death of two-year-old girl who suffered catastrophic brain injuries. A mother and her monster boyfriend have been found guilty over the death of a two-year-old girl who was fatally attacked at her home in Wales. Lola James died in the hospital four days after suffering catastrophic 
brain injuries in the early hours of July 17, 2020. Lola's stepfather, Kyle, denied murdering the youngster a few months after moving in with the family in, I hate to even try to pronounce this, Haverford West, Pembrokeshire, I hope I didn't butcher it, claiming Lola had fallen down the stairs after being jumped on by the pet dog. During the four-week trial, prosecutor Caroline Reese, KC, said Bevan, a self-confessed spice head, take that as you will, had launched a murderous attack on Lola and used the hours after to cover his tracks instead of calling for an ambulance. The court heard Lola had previously sustained injuries, including a damaged nose, black eyes, and a cut lip while in Bevan's care. It was accepted mother of three James was asleep at the time and did not take part in the vicious assault that led to her daughter's death. But it was with the prosecution's case that James, a previous victim of domestic violence, failed to protect Lola from Bevan, quote, instead choosing to prioritize her relationship with him over her own daughter's physical safety, end quote. The pair will be sentenced on April 25th. And that is something, guys, <laughs> it gets under my skin so, so bad when I hear stories like this. It really just makes my blood boil because, and this is coming from experience, you should never, ever, ever decide that your social life and being with a sexual partner comes at the expense or price of your child. Never, ever choose another person over your own fucking children. What the hell is wrong with people? I'm sure that she had the best of intentions, but it just really irritates me. That's a sore spot. Anyway, so, bit triggering, but it is Monday. Monday is triggering. I don't think any of us like Monday, but here we are, and we're going to survive the week. And remember, I'll be with you on Thursday, new content and all. And I want you guys to have a good week, you know, stay contained, keep it simple, just get through it. Have a big cup of coffee with me in the morning, okay? I love you guys. Have a good day.